And it's a Twitter narrative. So I was wanting to see if that Twitter narrative, if my theory would be misproven by like, mm, this is the Twitter story. It's like if I'd said, hey, what's Eminem's best verse? Everyone would be like, he doesn't have one. What's Cotton Eye Joe's best verse? Uh, you need to go to jail. Uh, you know, shit like this. <laughs> so it's like, on 2000, online is invincible. Like he doesn't have, he's, he, he cannot be touched. He could, he could, rela- he could, he could have released the, uh, the scoopity poop song and people been like, yo, that's how I'm going to start rapping now. Scoop. Of course. Why didn't I know that pocket was there? Yo, what's good? Your boy, Sopry 706. This is KTSC Ave, where we don't do nothing, we just kick it. Episode 86, we have a uh, illustrious panel today with us, going to be talking a lot of music, so if you're into hip-hop, rap, or whatever, this is the episode for you. Uh, we have the HBCU legend, Howard University's finest, uh, and then we have the, the Twitter legend, one of the, one of the most uh, slick tweeters, most creative tweeters out there on the timeline, which is uh, Project Crap, like Crap. What's good, y'all? What's up? We're here. We are here. Yes, we are also joined by our uh, regular scheduled host, uh, Marcus uh, Sniffles and the Tech Messiah. We're here. Hope everybody had a good Christmas. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to say in my opening quote, I'd like to apologize to a few people. I actually lied to some of my friends. Um, but it, it was in, it, it was with good intent. Like I didn't want people worried about me too much. But uh, when I was out, I actually had COVID. So um, oh, completely Jesus. over it. <laughs> well, I'm being dead serious. Like this ain't a Stephen hey, A. Smith uh, jab or anything like that. Like I was, I, I literally, I thought I was gonna die like day two or three. Like you get well, all that food and you can see your chest. Like oh my god, I was, I was struggling for my life. If you heard me on that tiny clip. At the end of the podcast, episode 82, or whichever one I was on, you can hear it in my voice. I'm struggling bad. So I apologize by lying. I did it because I didn't want y'all to worry about me. I knew I was going to make it through. But um, definitely make sure you're taking care of yourself, getting plenty of fluids, stay out of these folks' face. You know what I'm saying? So shout out. I mean, that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, the, the Omarion variant has been running wild, packing people up. I had to block like two people today for talking about. I guess they saw these NBA players cashing in. They're like, oh, this seems like some sort of conspiracy. I'm just like, all right, man, I got time for this. <laughs> I did yeah. get boosted this week, and that booster shot beat my ass for about 24 hours, but I feel good now. So if you are you're, have the ability to go get it, go ahead and knock it out. And wash your hands. Keep each other safe. You know, don't be nasty. Where, where did you get your, your booster from? So I have, like, I'm definitely afraid of needles. So I am vaccinated. I've not got the booster yet. Um I'm scared of needles, but like if I wait for my doctor's office, they're talking about like mid January. And I'm like, yeah, if I go to the CVS, oh yeah, I can get this, I can get it tomorrow, but I'm like, I don't like needles. I ain't trying to pass out in the CVS. Um, I mean, you could go with the go with the friend or something like that, but I mean, low-key, one place that people should check out is like grocery stores. Like a lot of grocery stores that have pharmacies. That's where I got mine at a subsidiary of a Kroger's called Smith's. And I was in there pretty quick. Like CVS had me waiting like probably about a week or so to get get mine. But I was like, shit, let me go ahead and check out this grocery store. It was in and out. And yeah, I was I was laid down for like a full day. But I mean, I'm good now. But Which you can actually hit me up on the celly uh, and you can come to Concord, CVS. We can roll together. I hold your hand while you get it. That's what okay. Real friends that's care. real. That's real. We're gonna we're gonna um, tweet that from the page because I'm actually I really need to get it. Like, I'm yeah, now I got the uh, Moderna. That's what I'm stuck with. The okay. I'm big P. I'm big Pfizer gang. Big P gang. You know, throw up the P's, no B's. 
Um, so hopefully the CVS and Concord will have big peas thrown up. Shout out to the oh. office. Thank you. I'm actually going to take care of that. Shout out to the podcast for this uh, PSA. I might clip this and put it on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? See if we get, get sponsored by CVS or something <laughs> like that. Uh, anywho, to kind of stick on health, before we start, uh, we want to give a quick uh, pay, pay homage to the, the GOAT, the, the Twitter legend. Uh, this year will be the four-year anniversary of the passing of uh, Reggie Osei, a.k.a. Combat Jack, uh, the God podcaster, probably one of my favorite podcasts I've ever uh, encountered or ran into. Uh, if you've never listened to his podcast, the Combat Jack Show, uh, if you're into hip-hop or, or music history, it is definitely a master class on interviewing and just going through like your favorite artists, producers, literally anybody you can think of. Uh, it was an awesome show. He uh, unfortunately passed away uh, from cancer. Uh, he is definitely an inspiration to Pod Streets to this day. Uh, just want to kind of shout him out and uh, you know RIP to him and his his people out there. So definitely check out Combat Jack. He has some great interviews, legendary interviews, and it's it's kind of unfortunate too, just to kind of spiral a little bit from the main topics. But like just seeing like interviewers like uh, you know Drink Chaps and Nori get people like Kanye West. I'm just like. It feels like kind of an opportunity was missed to actually get a pretty good interview versus all the yelling and air horns and getting people drunk, which I get is that's their their stick for the show. But I just feel like you're missing out on a lot of stuff by not having, you know, top tier interviewers getting these artists that we really want to hear from and hear about, like the, the inner workings of their career, and like the real hip hop stuff. So uh, I, I think he would have definitely, you know, killed those type of interviews. But yeah, definitely uh, shout them. Well, yeah, Sorry. just to jump in on that. I mean. Uh, if you want to hear, if you never heard that show and you want to hear where all these guys got it from and the reason they have to blow air horns and everything else, uh, outside of just doing quality interviews is because combat, you know, definitely was one of the ones to do it first and lay the groundwork. So everything was built off of that. Uh, so if you just want those good quality interviews and some, you know, banter, like the, the stuff that happens on this show, uh, you know, that's, that's where that came from. So yeah, big up to, to combat. Yeah, he did. Uh, it was four years. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's uh, common I forgot. But uh, well, real quick, definitely a trailblazer. Uh, just speaking on Combat Jack, there was a, a tweet I saw that I wanted to talk about last week, but just real quick, uh, some guy tweeted that there are three things that he will never let happen to him, a vasectomy, a prostate exam, and a colonoscopy. And I think uh, Combat Jack died of colon cancer, I believe. Yeah. Um, so him saying that is just disrespectful to people that have uh, gotten colon cancer or have passed away from any type of cancer like we've got and especially as black men like we, we have to take care of ourselves we can't be out here just saying like oh i'll be fine i'm gonna walk it off rub some dirt on it like get yourself checked out like if you're not gonna do it for yourself do it for like the memory of like a combat jack or chadwick boseman or someone like that who you know probably would have passed on sooner had they not gotten checked so i don't i don't know what the uh like I think you have to wait till you're like 40 or 50 to get a prostate exam or a colonoscopy. But if you can get one, it's better to get one sooner than later. So just do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Definitely. Definitely. Again, health is wealth. That's what we're on this uh, for 2022 and beyond. But yeah, and free tax on. I feel like he is free. I don't know. He's been tweeting recently. Like, a yeah, free I, you know, nah, I think I think homie that. got a gun. He has a gun. Like, <laughs> guns in prison are, are cool and normal. Um, nah, he's not out. That nigga's definitely yeah. in prison. Well, 
Because, like, yeah, I saw that. I was like, damn, you've been tweeting a lot. But I also do recall back in his his prime that he said that he had, like, five people running his Twitter account, which is pretty genius, especially if you can keep the tone of how he tweets. Like, you always have that presence online. So pretty well adjusted. Yeah. So he, he's definitely, he definitely was never Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low key, I, when I lived in New Jersey, I did want to go to a, a, a Taxstone show. But if you listen to the early episodes of Taxstone, he talks really reckless, like super crazy. And I was like, damn, I want to go to one of the shows. And they started shooting. And then he would like preach about like, yo, you know, we need to be smart and not do crazy stuff with weapons. And then he had his situation. So I was like, he kind of let us down, my guy. Kinda he actually, you know, all things all things considered, he actually laid the groundwork for a lot of the like, like the loud mouse, even even someone like myself, right? Like you talked about the tweeting and stuff. I mean, that that all kind of was inspired by there's a whole legion of like kids that came like Kazim. Uh there was just like low-key, like these kids used to like run Twitter. Now they all got like corporate jobs, so they can't tweet recklessly. Uh, I'm not really affiliated, so I can kind of tweet whatever I, uh, I want and then just tweet myself out of any future jobs. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but they all kind of laid the groundwork for that type of shit. So like tax was definitely, you know, it, it was such a shame, you know, the way that it happened, because uh, he was definitely building momentum. It's like a I mean, it's like a Bobby Shmurda kind of thing where it's like he was like just on the bubble and then he had to go away and if he comes back that'd be great he does podcasts still like he'll still like put one out episode or like sometimes somebody call him i guess while he's in there and like do one over the phone i'm not really sure but you know i mean they're obviously they're still trying to keep the the brand uh up uh and if he comes home and they're able to you know parlay that into something that'd be cool i'd be interested so, and again, we've kind of definitely veered off the path. This is a good conversation for the pod. And me and uh, Mark have talked about this several times. I, I see you mentioned like uh, him with the whole Bobby Smurder thing. The difference is, is that when tax comes home, you know, hashtag free tax, people will still rock with him. Unlike Bobby Smurder, who just has fake love. Like, it's like the cool thing to tweet about, like, oh, I'm going to support Bobby Smurder, yada, yada, yada. When he gets home, oh, he wasn't a rat. He wasn't a snitch. Oh, let's celebrate him. And he comes home and like the numbers really don't reflect kind of the love that people were showing on the internet. Like he should have said he should have snitched. Like if he wanted his rap to career rap career to like flourish, he should have just snitched, did like his little what, like one or two year bid and been out and been back in these streets making fire music. Like, nah, he should have snitched. <laughs> like, fuck the dudes, man. You can't make he's not making any money. But let's let's I mean, while we're here, so so the, the love for Bobby Shmurda online and hey, everybody bring him. By the way, I mean, we can just tell by the number of people who have died over the past two years, the past year, uh, rappers and stuff like that. I mean, the love when something bad happens or if someone's like in court, like an R. Kelly thing, like people don't care in real life nearly as much as they can tweet about caring. Right. So in whatever regard that is, whether it's an R.I.P. or it's a free my guy. Or it's uh, oh he needs to get canceled, right? The online brigade is so much stronger than anyone. You're not gonna go outside and see people really in the street, you know, giving it up like that. So, what was that supposed to look like? He put out what two songs now or three songs? One's a freestyle or something. So those were supposed to just go. Again, it can look bigger. The noise can look a lot bigger online than the real number, which is like probably what twenty five thousand people. I mean, the kid's from New York, so that automatically puts you in a 
you might get a million off of that if you're lucky, like Cardi, right? Like that kind of pop for her uh, just because of the region. Yeah. New York has been called the cheat code, uh, being that it's kind of the media capital. Not that that necessarily matters this day. I think it has it matters a little bit just because of like the the aesthetic and kind of the culture and the history with that area as far as with hip hop. But I mean, I, I feel like nowadays with, you know, you being able to market yourself with like Twitter and Instagram, it, it helps to have a battery in your back. But if you're, you're talented, you can get that look. But kind of the people that they kind of kind of put him next to with the whole not snitching thing is Takashi 69 Right. Who, as I'm looking at his YouTube page. Right now, he has a video that he put out 10 months ago that has 80 million views. He has a video to put out three years ago that has 990 million views. You know what I'm saying? So this, this is kind of my thing, like, hey, man, like, don't be fake. If you're going to support the man, support the man. But don't just come in here and tweet about it. While this other dude who everybody's like, oh, the streets are done. Someone needs to touch him. Ga, 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 is out here, you know, Marketing staying relevant and being impactful Marketing. in some way. He should have just told. He should have come home six years ago. Got to strike while the iron's hot, man. I mean, you should have just come right back home and said, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> Again, uh, in, the, in the Twitter era, nobody gets canceled. Like, people might have been on his ass for a little while, but, like, two weeks later, somebody else do something else, and we'll forget about it per usual and be, be able to cook and catch that wave of the artists that were coming, up and coming at that time. So, but, you know, it is what it is. So, but sticking on music, uh, there was a very, you know, Per Twitter standards, a controversial spaces where the legendary uh, rapper himself, Hove, decided to bless, you know, the Twitter spaces. I think it was Rob Markman and Alicia Keys. And they were talking, chatted up. And, of course, with any big artist you can get a chance to speak to, as you see with Kanye West with the drink champs, a lot of people are going to bring up the topic of verses. So if you're not really hip to game, you're not really paying attention, if you've been really locked up during the pandemic, uh, versus is pretty much kind of like a, a mano y mano with artists where they compete with their 20 best hits that they pick and the people decide who the winner is. There's always speculation with like, you know, artists that have passed away, like, you know, Prince or Michael Jackson, like, hey, who would win these battles? And people make up hypothetical lists and checklists and like, hey, well, this song would beat this song, this artist would beat this artist. But Hove is literally a living legend. So they asked him the question. And as a living legend should do, he gave the answer that nobody can see him in a versus, which set the internet on fire. I believe prior to this versus, your man's out here, Future was saying that in the streets, he's bigger than Jay-Z. Uh, people started bringing up Lil Wayne's name and the internet just kind of went crazy with that. Um, so let's kind of get y'all's hot takes. We'll start with Tribbles because she, you know, in, in pre, pre-prep pre talk, she said that this topic kind of infuriated her a little bit, being that she is a Hovenger. Yes, um, <laughs> that's one where her get her. Take okay, that, that's a horrible people. thing to say, but go ahead. Yes. Um. So one, Avengers. like you said, that's what he's supposed to say. That, like, honestly, if I am a rapper with an al- with one album, I'm gonna say that. Like, rappers are supposed to be boastful. You're supposed to talk your shit. Cool. Does Does everybody need to have Jay Z in their top five to 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 be a music hit? Back in my day, I would argue you down, yes, but I don't agree. I, I feel like you listen to who you listen to, but it's a thing about respect. And I think when when these these names are being thrown out, it's just like it's dis it's disrespectful. Like I think the only let me tell you a few names I heard, and I was like, okay, I can see it, but Jay Z still ends up winning. So like, 
Snoop Dogg. I was like, okay, I can see it being fun, but then it would be, a, it'll be an L. Uh, somebody threw out, I think, LL Cool J, maybe. And I'm like, okay, I can entertain it. I can entertain it. I can entertain it, but it'll be, a, but it'll be an L, right? And then you get to scrolling, you get to scrolling. All I do is just go to the club Twitter. And you got Future. You got, um, I saw Gucci Man, which I, I was actually rooting for Gucci Man in the Jeezy Gucci Man versus. And Gucci Man got his ass packed the fuck up. By Jeezy. So how is he going to compete with a Jeezy? Well, well, Gucci Man lost the battle, but he won the war. Gucci Man, yeah, he, sure, he won the battle. Sure, he, sure. he won the versus for that sure. he wanted to win. Yeah, he won, he won sure. the versus he wanted to win. <laughs> right. He, he won the real life versus, but with the with the quote unquote criteria of versus, yeah. he, definitely, he definitely got blown out of the yeah. water. Yeah. But I, I just think my whole thing with the conversation, I'm not... I, I'm not in this mindset anymore. I definitely was before at some point in my life. I'm not in this mindset anymore that like Jay-Z is not above critique or that, it, or that he doesn't have weak shit or, you know, he may not have the music for certain settings. Like I'm not against all of that, but I'm just like, it's how you saying it. Like this nigga is literally a legend. Like you're the rapper that you're putting in this hypothetical verses probably got hove in his top two, top three. Like they dare wouldn't even step on the stage with hove. And here you are spitting 140 characters willing to die about it willing to fight about it like i don't know i just i just don't like the disrespect of jay-z while propping up said artists that would compete because i think we all can agree he's going to win but it's a couple of people that can go in there and make it very interesting i i think there's a reason why a lot of these rappers are putting jay-z up there as far as like who they would go up against i think they asked like ti uh, Wayne, Ross, uh, someone else, Future. Like, they've asked a lot of these rappers, like, hey, if you were to do a versus, who would you want to do it against? And they're all saying Jay-Z. And they're saying Jay-Z for a reason. It's like they're all saying it because they know what Jay-Z's status is in the rap game and in, in rap history. Like, they don't, like, nobody wants to go up against their peers. They want to go up against the best of the best. And like Triples was saying, if you're a rapper and they ask you, like, hey, would you like to compete against somebody? And are you going to win? They're going to say, yeah, I want to compete against the best and I'm going to win. That's the only way you can make it into that rap space. So there's a reason that every rapper is like, oh, I want to no, like, and I'm not trying to just be disrespectful, but no one's saying like, yeah, I want to go up against Nas. They're not saying that. They want to go up against Jay-Z. And there's a reason for that. No, Marcus, you're going to have to put your face on here so I can look at you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh I, I would just like to say my point. Um, first, I definitely understand where you're coming from, Triples. And at the end of the day, I could see what you mean about, you know, being a living legend and stuff like this. But let's not act like some of the people that they brought up. The LL Cool J, now he's a living legend. It wouldn't work because LL Cool J doesn't have very many hits after 2000. And so, like, the the range of ages, like, he started, I want to say, 84, maybe 83. So he, he is not really in sync with the the timeline. For sure. And Jay-Z has more hits overall. But LL Cool J, if he's battling somebody from his era, it would be hard to beat. Will Smith. Um, I, think, I think him and Will need to get busy. He, he would smoke Will Smith. Um, but it'll be entertaining. Be, but it'll be That'd be disrespectful. But I don't even think Will Smith has 20. But it, it'd be cool. 
Um, my guys, I do think Lil Wayne would give him a run for the money. I, I'm not saying that he would win, but to me to say that can an artist share a stage with you, like uh, the name that I've chosen tonight, D Dungeon Family can run a lot of people out of the park. And if you don't know who that is, um, they are a very high-end collective music genius faction. Um, so that's one that I think would give him a, a hell of a run it's, it's, for the money. It's not group versus it's one on one. Like, I mean, but if you even okay, if you just say outcast, that still be a tough out. Oh, but Jay Z's one person. Like you're, you're saying it's gonna take He's one person. But I mean, like, come on, man. If you're a group, it's all about the music. But I get you, yeah, Kanye West. West. We already know he that would, Kanye West said he, he would he'd never walk him out the park. He said he'd never battle Jay Z. That's that. He wouldn't, but he'd win if he did. Um, and that, and that, you know, I understand that some people they have their particulars against that, but if you take away the red cap and some of the other controversial stuff and just break down the music, this guy's been doing great music for a long time. Um, another person that I heard was, of course, Eminem, and then the weird thing was today I hop online and then people are like, Oh, well, Paul Wall's better than Eminem, he's a better rapper. And I'm just like, What is this? Oh, like, like, okay. <laughs> but Eminem, even though I know some people hate on Eminem, Eminem has hits too. You know what I'm saying? But nah. I just didn't like the can't can anybody step on the stage with with him? And I didn't like the did Michael Jackson ever have a Coachella? Like, don't disrespect Michael Jackson like that. Like this dude had. You have the proper. I mean, he that's. I don't, you prop I don't your wife up, but let's be real. But here, I don't like take Michael that Jackson. As a shot, as, I don't take that as a, as a shot at Michael Jackson. Either. I take it. Like I think people wanted it to be a shot. I don't think it was a shot. Michael Jackson might be the greatest entertainer of all time, but you know it is what it is. But that's just my point. That's my few people. So, but yeah. I do think I do think Kanye West would put up a fight for real. For real. Like as a as a as a whole fan, fan, like I definitely think it'll be like on some neck and neck shit. Like it'll be we'll go by the numbers, and one one set of people will have one set of numbers, and others will it'll be like a tie. Kanye Kanye said he would battle Jay in a versus, but just that he would let Jay win because Jay is his boss. He was like, that. That's why I think that the even though like Drake picked the the set list for their uh, free Hoover concert uh, for both of them, uh, it was stacked in Kanye's favor. That's probably the only reason why he agreed to do that type of thing because he was like, okay, but I get to win, you know. Uh, it's just OG stuff, right? It's just like there's there's levels, there's hierarchies. I've been in it longer. I'm you're here because I inspired you, so there's no way that you're gonna outshine me on the show. Like I'm gonna have to win. So he would, out of respect, like he would let Jay get that. And if we're on that, I mean, we're talking about like everybody's always like when when these conversations come up, it's always like, well, I'm thinking about from you know the first record Jay Z ever made to the last record he ever made. It's like, dude, we're talking about picking twenty songs. Pick 20 Jay-Z songs. Pick 20 of the best. I and mean, I'm not talking about a subpar Eminem record. I'm not talking about, you know, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's got 2 million songs. I'm not talking about the, like, okay. I'm talking about when they go into it, they're obviously going to pick the strongest 20. So even on a bad day, Jay ain't picking the bad day. So when he says nobody can see me on a stage and nobody wants to get with me while I'm spitting out the Grammy family freestyle, that's because he knows that's one of the ones, right? He's done the B-Sides show. He's even had, like, people are clamoring for him to release the B-Sides concert. His B-Sides are better than please, most Please, Elliot, movies. please. You know what I'm So, like, it's it's not even close. And, again, if we're talking about who inspired who, anyone else is going to sound like, oh, 
that would be even cool, right? Is if he did do it with somebody like a Wayne or dude, they put DMX and Snoop Dogg in the same verses. You know what I'm saying? Like that didn't even make sense, but it went it was like a cool it was a cool one. It wasn't the coolest one we've ever seen, but it was like a cool now it's a cool memory to have because uh X is gone. But um but even that, it was like, oh, I would have never thought to put DMX and Snoop Dogg together, but they did it and it it, it you know it worked for what it was, but on his on the best twenty Jay Z songs, the best twenty Jay Z moments, like I don't even know how you could begin to whittle that down. But I'm sure they have a better idea than we do. And Jay Z knows. Well, I'm not going to put up anything. He's not playing the uh, the Punjabi MC record, right? I mean, he's playing. Maybe he would. But that's the thing. He's like, there's a mil- there's so many different ways. I, I love that record. That record right, is great. Right, right, right. But then you're talking about 19 other records that he's going to play. And I mean, it would be an incredible show. But I think that, you know, uh, I, I, I think you could, you, could, you could make a case for anyone. I don't know if you can make a case for anyone beating him um, because you're not going to be able to. It's just, it's just such a funny Twitter argument anyway, because it's like, we're just sitting here talking in clouds. Like, there's no way we're going to pick the... Well, what if you put a... De- What's he going to play after? Well, we don't know. Because if he did, he's going to do it for you. And then you're going to sit there and go, oh, wow, I guess he did get that. Future versus Jay-Z is ridiculous. And, you know, Future is incredible because tweeted out a bar where he incorporated Jay-Z's name and put a B at the end for the punchline. Uh, and people took it to mean, like, that he wants to see Jay in a versus. And so it's like, and now whatever, whatever record future is getting ready to put out uh, on the tail of those tweets, uh, you know, he's going to go into it with that. That's what he does. That's what future does when he puts out a record, right? He'll put out like six or eight tweets that are kind of weird and then he'll put the album out. So that's obviously happening. Um, but yeah, he put out a bar, whatever the J I'm the Jay Z, the streets, whatever, what was the last part where he's like, I got a B or something about B. Uh, that was a bar. And so then, Everybody was like, oh, future. It's such a slow, we're, it's so slow right now. There's nothing going on. And so we're talking about everybody in Atlanta because I, I, I didn't. Right, I didn't exactly. That's the other part, too. He's like, yeah. And, and that'll come into play later. But uh, I want to pause that real quick uh, on the whole versus thing. Just to, to point out that I, again, I've said this on the podcast before. I'm the only loyal, semi loyal, loyal listener of the Joe Button podcast. Did yeah. any of y'all hear his take? I'm on unfortunately the still there. <laughs> So, I, and this is kind of where with Jay Z, he lost me this year. I had to give it up. I had to. I couldn't. I thought I would. No, it. he lost me this past week. Was, Tory Man shit. Chemistry, man. It was. It was the whole thing. I listen to it now, and like I've checked in a couple times recently, just for like, just for a couple of the time he talked about Astro World, or he talked about. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I forget what else he was talking about, but I was like, I just want to check in, and I was just like, God, it's like. The other guy, I don't know what the credibility was for Maul and Rory, why I was so into it, but I listened to that thing for literally like a good from the start of it until this year. So I was a loyal listener up until, and uh, man, I, I, I haven't listened to it a long time, but it's, it's still has entertainment, it still has entertainment value. Like for hate him, hate him or love him, like he's he's kind of had to coach up Ice and Ish on the fly in like real time, which is it's impressive for him to do that and still run the podcast, or whatever, as far as like you know, producing the content and whatnot. Um, it is definitely a different way from Rory and Maul, but like for me, for, for me, it's a little it's bit of yes men stuff with those two guys to me. A you can bit. like see the strings for now. Sure. That's, that's the sure. problem for me. Is it like now I can see the strings? 
Like before it looked organic and it looked like, but now it's like a show and you put in these other two people and they're just trying to live up to fill the space of these other two, you know, things. And, and yeah, and you can tell Joe's kind of having to pull them up. Whereas the chemistry was so fluid. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just a little put on and, and I mean, I don't listen to any podcast anymore really, but uh, anyway. Parks talk are, you, are you, are you a Patreon member for them? I absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, maybe I'm into that because maybe that's where it's at. But yeah, I haven't brought myself to. I got like put that YouTube clip up. <laughs> it's a it's a good Saturday morning. You know, I'm cooking breakfast. I kind of don't want to listen to nothing too serious. Like I listen to way too many podcasts, and that needs to be my 2022 resolution is to kind of cut back. So I, I listen to like I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't listen to multiple podcasts. But the point that I was getting to is like with the whole Grammy Flammy freestyle, and this is where with if this were actually to happen, which it never will, to give Jay-Z the opportunity to put together 20 songs, the man is kind of a genius, right? So the thing is with the Grammy Grammy freestyle, like there are plenty of hypothetically little way in songs that could they could beat that. Right. It's it's it is what it is. But I don't even think that that song was really kind of an automatic point for him. His mind is so his mind is, is so crazy that it was actually low key, a, a direct shot at future. Right. Because in verse three, which Jay, which uh, Joe Budden pointed out. In verse three, Jay Z's verses, everybody screaming they want the old hove, but the new improved hove hit like Albert Pujols. Everybody want to hear me talk like that, Fi Rizzuto, but my mind is on Pluto, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I think he was directly like talking to future, like yo, bro, like come on, dog, no. this is deep. This is deep in the rap. This this is what Budden was saying. I was like, I can see it, like because that's not that's not an unbeatable hit. Like every family freestyle was cool, but like there's other Wayne songs I think that could put that out. But I think that was kind of the rest of Future wasn't yeah. out when this thing dropped. Future wasn't out when that freestyle dropped. Um, let's see. Weird. I was like Kingdom Come, right? Even if even if he wasn't, he still went and was able to pull that from his brain. Like, all right, cool. How can I, in theory, directly take a shot at Future without taking a shot at Future? Let's see. 2006. Mm, you might be right. That does, but by the way, that does sound like a Joe Budden theory. <laughs> no, that's how it was. It was interesting. No, that's that's awesome. like, hold on, hold on. Is he talking about? Ooh, all mine's on Pluto, dude. Like, so, <laughs> the shark so far along ago, I can't even. That's funny though. That's funny, so, but that's not. There's no way. Hey, so, Shan Lene, that is uh, distracting, by the way. It's a beautiful <laughs> photo, and I'm like, who is this? This is amazing. Shout out, shout out to Shan, the, one oh, of our loyal our loyal to listeners. She, she's the goat out here. Um, but kind of back to that. So the big issue, and I know. Oh, yeah, live show. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember tweeting Pratt about this years ago with the whole uh, – mixtape versus album thing because a lot of people were saying like hey in theory in this hypothetical battle could wayne use his mixtape songs right would those count as quote-unquote songs and i asked you like tweet like hey do mixtapes and albums are they kind of the same thing now with streaming and i believe that you were saying like essentially yes they are right so if that's the case if you could put in mixtape wheezy it, it it could be a long day but again versus jump the shark long ago because there's really no rules no format as far as like hey 
you know, I could have a guest verse in a song that was a hit that my verse necessarily wasn't great, but the song was a hit, so I get a point. Dude, so it's so convoluted that it, these arguments just get annoying. Jadakiss won the year with a verse from what, like eight, ten years ago, and then they re-released the just his verse as an official. You can go and stream it now on DSPs. His Who Shot You freestyle, but like people are are claiming that's probably you know a top five moment of uh, of twenty twenty one is him doing the Who Shot You verse, uh, the freestyle verse, right? So it's not even. So yeah, I mean, it's all anything's fair game, and and if anything, now that's established that that's solidified that that if people come into it, um, they can they can use whatever uh, to kind of kill. It doesn't have to be. It's no longer a hit battle, right? Because that's a yeah. hit verse. I mean, he made it a hit. It's a new, it's a new hit, which is which is cool. But yeah, I think Donda's a good example of where the album is at this point. Like we talked about it uh, before we got on about you know the two hour thing. And I feel like with algorithms and streaming being what it is and everybody's got to just try to get within the same, you know, tier, some somewhere around the same tier as Drake uh, in terms of the streaming numbers. Uh, you got to put, you know, 46 albums, 46 songs on your album. You got to release three versions. Uh, you got to constantly be updating it. So we're going back to it. Uh, you can look at like albums are not even sequenced uh in a way that albums used to be sequenced because they want you to i think that's why jail was first on the album like because it's the it was the one that got like the biggest pop when he did the listening sessions it was like oh jay-z's on the song oh my god so they clicked on it and like so then you're going to listen to that and then you're going to go right through but i don't think that's necessarily i think that 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 album is a um you know make your own album sort of album like i definitely have my you know 10 or uh 12 solid donda tracks that i like and then i have you know the 10 or 12 that i can live without um but yeah i think that's where the album's out now that's a good example of where the album is at now is like people are just going to start just putting a bunch of songs on they're going to title them you know they're gonna put a, a general title this is the the clb collection this is the donda collection this is the uh uh I don't know. I mean, off season was was maybe like or Tyler's album, I guess, were kind of uh, were better sequenced as they were shot. But I don't think we will be seeing that going forward. I think people are going to do more so like what Kanye did and just put a bunch of shit together. So that is a, a good transition talking about Tyler Creator. So <clears throat> this is kind of our, our year in uh, kind of music review. And we kind of just want to go through and talk about what we thought our best albums were and our favorite albums from 2021. There's been well, hip hop wise. I'm not doing like country music and like neo soul. So if that's what you're here oh, for, well, I'm gonna sign off, y'all. <laughs> the <laughs> neo soul. <laughs> oh my god. Little Billy so, hit yeah. volume one and two, baby. <laughs> and Morgan Whalen albums in constant rotation. So yes, we go start out with uh, let's go with Troubles first. What what were you really banging with in twenty? First, the first uh, topic. I'm, tr I'm trying to honor our HBCU lesson, so we're gonna go with Marcus Sniffles. Oh, yes. Marcus, yes, Marcus, Marcus Sniffles. has been too quiet. Marcus has been way too quiet. He's over there. I mean, Marcus is sleeping. Tweets out. <laughs> then I had a neo soul on my on my list, and I got I got plug it in. Yeah, I got to kind of scramble to get mine together real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we haven't been talking about this in a group chat for weeks. But uh, yeah, anyway. but I didn't know it was just hip hop. Crazy. Oh my gosh. Uh, I guess going with my uh, favorites, 
I'm gonna start from number five. I'll start at the bottom and go to the top. So uh number five, I'm gonna go with Megan Thee Stallion, something from the hotties. Uh I prefer that type of rapping from a lot more uh rappers where it's just like, hey, just get in there, give me bars on a hot beat and get out. Like I I appreciated that. Uh number four, I'm going with Wale for Lauren too. Uh, I think I've said a lot about that album on previous episodes, but it's a great album. Loved it. Uh number three. Kind of a shocker, but I'm gonna put uh, BFP to Pac-Man. Fat niggas need love too. Now, I like this album because it's different from a lot of other things that you're gonna hear. Uh, it it's 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 a lot to be funny as a rapper. Like it takes a lot of talent to do that, and a lot of people kind of just kind of brush it off because comedy is not taken as seriously. But if you're legitimately funny and can rap, I think that's talented, and I think that should be. Uh, uh, given props to uh and i think the the last two are going to be pretty obvious number two is vince staples and number one is tyler the creator those are just my favorite albums from 2021 okay so what were the best albums of 2021 okay so starting from number five i'm gonna go with vince staples uh and then i'm gonna go with wale just production sequencing lyrics uh the thing that kind of held that Wale album back for me is I think it could have used uh, a female voice on there somewhere, whether it been like a hook or a verse or something. Uh, number three is a, a rapper I've, I've really kind of discovered this year. Uh, I'm going to go with IDK with You See For Yourself. Uh, his storytelling and rapping was like very, and maybe it's because I had no expectations for this guy. So I wasn't sure what to expect, but his rapping is pretty high level. The production is great. All the features made sense. And I was like, man, this is hard to kind of, it would be hard for me to leave this out of my top five. Uh, number two, I said when it first came out, I, I was kind of on this for most of the year until Tyler dropped, but I'm going to go with Conway, The Machine. Uh, every time a new album came out, I would go back and listen to Conway's album. Like, okay, is this better rapping than his? And most of the time it was no until uh, Tyler the Creator, which is my number one. Okay, it's a pretty solid list. I'm about to definitely make some uh, show notes for these uh, people that I've never heard of that you listen to. So we definitely put people on some game. Uh, well, let's go. Let's go to Pratt. Pratt, what were you banging with in 2021? I know you have a very diverse uh, palette for music, so. Yeah, the Randy Travis greatest hits have to be cut out again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've been, listening, I've been listening to a lot of Ghostface, so that that probably would make my, my top if I had to truly pick what I've been listening to. But the Alan, the Alan Jackson jukebox sessions. Uh, well, I was actually, I mean, I don't know how long you guys are allowed to talk uh, on here, but like I was going to open that up. I don't know what the age range is on here. I don't know if I'm like older or if we're all pretty much the same age. Um, but I like, I mean, I had a couple of albums that, that rotated, but this year by far has been like the least engaged I've been with music. Like I might run something yes. once or twice, but it's not like I've had something that I just like, dude, I listened to this for like three months straight or two months straight or even like a month straight. Like, uh, I gave the off season a lot of burn, uh, in the beginning of the year. That was probably like one of the first things that really, I think I tweeted that that was like the first shot in the arm for a rap this year. So when that came out, that was just like 
a breath of fresh air and as it should have been because Cole is in the position that he's in for a reason. He's one of the ones that we, we look to for, for quality. So that came through and it had been pretty much like a desert uh, until then. So he came through with freestyles, which were incredible. And then he dropped that project, which was just like all killer, no filler for me. Um, there's a group, uh, I don't think they actually have an official name, but Nappy Nina and Jay Words is the producer. They put out a project called Double Down, and that was pretty solid. I mean, it's like it's like my unsigned hype, so it's not, I don't think they're really anywhere, uh, but they're they're doing their thing, and they got a few bangers on there that I felt were, uh, were good. I like the Donda album. Um, you know, I was really into all the listening events. And then um, I was a little disappointed, I think, with the final version, just because, like, I think that Atlanta session that he did where Jail was, like, last and the way, just the way it was sequenced, I liked that a little bit better. I was kind of getting used to that. And then when the album came out, um, you know, Jail was first and things were kind of moved around. So, but once I kind of, like, kept programming myself to listen to it by listening to it more, uh, I, I, I kind of grew fonder of it. Uh, I like Lute's album, Goldmouth. Uh, he's from Charlotte. Charlotte. He's from Charlotte. I'm down here in Raleigh, so uh, that's you know um, some uh, some home court advantage. But I really like that. I really like the way that like a lot of his messages on there. He's 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 like our age too, so like he's lived a little bit of life before he kind of got into this this rap shit. So he's just got a different perspective. He's not like super caught up. It doesn't sound like, and he sounds like he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. Um, but I liked a lot of the messages. It sounded like. I kind of wrote about this. I wrote a review uh, of it for my best of the year series. And uh, just like I could kind of hear a lot of the same messages coming through from like what what J. Cole uh, rapped about on um, KOD. So I felt like it was cool to hear like a younger generation kind of sounded like almost they like learned from like those messages may have actually hit when Cole was rapping about him for all the criticism that Cole's album got for that. Uh, I felt like those were resonating with somebody like this. And then uh, I didn't really love CLB, uh, the Drake version when it came out. Uh, I listened to it at first. That's the other thing, too, that's changed is like I used to I mean, I used to smoke a lot of weed. So uh, I would like, you know, first listen to an album, you like roll up and then you like spark it and you put the album on, you play it. And it's just like this whole fucking experience. Uh, but anymore now, when I listen to an album for the first time, it like it like disorients me. I'm just not even like I don't even under understand what's going on most of the time. So certified lovers boy, I was listening to that and I was like, is this a joke? What 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 is he like? Is he is he playing with me? Is this the is this the album? This is it. So I didn't get it. But uh, this producer Budgie B U D G I E, he uh, he put up a remixed version of it. It's a little more reggae based, uh, and the beats on it just uh, make the music uh, or J or Drake's uh, vocals sound a lot better. Uh, so I've been running that a lot too other than that i mean i really actually had to like look around for five rap albums i i do have a, a varied palette so uh it wasn't that i wasn't listening to music but rap just like i ran the tyler album maybe half of one half the time i just never went back to it it sounded great i just never went back to it the isaiah rashad album it sounded cool it didn't catch me again i'm not burning so it probably would have been something that I would have kept in rotation if I was keeping something in rotation. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, that didn't. So, so yeah, it was, it was, it was slim pickings this year. I hope next year will be better. I hope people feel more comfortable putting shit out, even though we're about to go back into uh lockdown for the next 10 years. 
hashtag Omarion. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that makes sense. I'm not going to lie. Prior to the pod, as I was kind of making my list, I was like, damn, there wasn't really five albums that I super, super banged with, right? Shitty year. Shitty year. <laughs> and that's, it's, crazy to say with, it's crazy to say that with like, artists like you know Drake and Wale dropping and stuff like that. But for me, for my favorite albums of the year, and this might be a controversial pick, and I know Pratt was saying there wasn't too much he ran a lot, but like that Vince Staples, Vince Staple, man, that shit, I ran that shit all the time. Now, it doesn't hurt that it is like 22 minutes long, which could be a knock for a lot of people, but it's a very cohesive project. Um, Production-wise, uh, Kenny Beats, I believe, did the entire project. Um, that's that's a trend that I do like with you know one producer albums. But I love I love that project. Short or not, I I kind of wish it was longer. Like a lot of people, that was going to be my favorite. Uh, my second favorite was going to be Florin too, even though it was kind of a late entry. Um, you cut it all, you can ride with it. It's got a lot of different vibes, a lot of different feels. I feel like it's one of those things that you can play around anybody and be like, hey, yo, what's this song? The song bops. Didn't really like poke it out at first, but it kind of grew on me. But you know, what? Maybe, I didn't, what? I, I didn't I got like. A, I got that, a hey, that's a killer in the club. They love, they the love the vibrant music. thing to poke, poke it, it out transition. They love it. Poke it out rhymes. Yeah, dude, um, I would like that Vince Staples album a lot more. That's another one where like I threw it on and it was just like, God, what is that? What is going on? I don't know. Maybe if I go back to it, I'll feel different. But that first listen for me was just like. like it's, it's different. It's actually low key, kind of a depressing album. This man, hell, depressing. Jesus yeah, Christ, a lot. <laughs> every song, every song is like gang violence, death, and murder. Every song, I'm like, God damn, but this shit goes though. Yeah. So. On my, on my favorite song, The Shining, the first verse is "Don't get murdered." Those are the first words. You go know, like, God damn, dog. Like this shit bangs, but like, I'm adding that to the Maybe to pray for you, Vincent. Like. But yeah, um, uh, there's kind of a trend with my favorite albums. You kind of pay attention. Um, Call Me If You Get Lost would be my third favorite album of the year. And yeah, Pratt, I would recommend checking that out. Like the, the production is pretty cool. It's hard to kind of classify that as a, a pure rap album because there's a lot of different songs. Like my favorite song on there isn't really a rap song. It's um, the one that's uh, I Thought You Want to, to Dance, that track. That's probably my favorite track on there. It's not rap at all. It, it's one of those. It, it followed right behind Cole really nicely. Like he and Tyler kind of set off the standard or what I thought was going to be the standard, which is probably why I was so confused with the Drake album. I was like, dude, you heard what the other guys, maybe not in your class or category. I think Drake's in his own class and category, but you heard what, what they did. How, how is this what you've uh, offered up? That's why probably I was a little uh, confused with that one. But, um, but I, I mean, I heard enough of it to know. I just never went back to it. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Never... So with the Call Me If You Get Lost, the only thing that I did not, as I listened to it more, that kind of turns me off from it, which kind of ties back into an album back in the day I listened to, I kind of made the same comment, is like, I, I understand that DJ Drama is a legendary mixtape uh, host or whatever, but I could have went without hearing DJ Drama like every 35 seconds. Like I was kind of like, all right, bro, like, yes, DJ Drama, he's on the album. He helps you. Good job. But I... It just it felt a little too like out of place mixtapey for the type of music that Tyler makes, so that kind got a kind of little old. Like if you go back and listen to Rick Ross's Hood Billionaire, it's kind of the same thing. Like it sounds way too mixtapey. Like he hits the Hood Billionaire button like every thirty seconds. Hood Billionaire, Hood Billionaire, Hood Billionaire. I'm like, bro, come on, dog. Like just chill out with that shit. So that, that was, was kind of my only knock on that. 
I was actually thinking that with the types of projects that Cole and Tyler put out, they kind of had a, a more mixtape type of vibe. I was thinking that they would come back before the end of the year with something else. You know, last year there was kind of a trend of like, I think Eminem put out two albums and um, there were a couple of artists that did like, they put out one earlier in the year and then they came right back with another one. And I thought that we might see more of that this year too, um, but we didn't. But, uh, yo, this, I was just looking at this, this chick, the, what was her name, Shan, you said? She says in the chat, she says, I was in a spaces with Vince. Isn't that nuts? Like, there are just these online forums. Like, she was in a, you know, like a town hall with, you know, someone. And that's, so she gets a little bit better of a, she's more of a fan of him because she's been in something like that with him. That's where we're at now. It's interesting. Vince Staples is funny as hell. Like, if you, if you haven't checked out music related, that dude is funny. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's funny on purpose, but he's a funny ass dude. But are, is his music fun? Like, are, is he is he rap funny? Like you guys said, his show. Oh no, 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 no. no. So, that's what rap. I'm saying. It's like there's a disconnect for me. It's like, dude, I would love to hear like like he should rap like Danny Brown. I mean, far be it for me to tell somebody how to rap, but I'm just saying content wise, like it would be better if he was like cracking jokes. Like Eminem is even funny as fuck when he raps. You know, people knock on him for being corny, but like he's he's in that cracking jokes. Like he's not, you know. I think I think FM was a little bit less like dreary and like melodramatic, like but still but the, like the production was a little bit more upbeat. So I'd probably try to listen to that first. But yeah, his his like online interview persona versus Vince Staples, the rapper, those are two different people, like two completely different people, content wise. So round Right on my list, again, for my favorites, not necessarily the best, but just what I would play. And again, there's a theme with my favorite albums are is going to be Larry June, The Orange Print and Larry June, Into the Late Night. So wait, what? As far as my fit, fa my favorite. Oh, OK. Never mind. Never mind. Hey, my, bad, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. I can listen to those. Four out of five of my favorites are artists from California. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Cali got mad love for me this year. I love California. Yes. What does Larry June sound like? I've heard his name a lot. I've never listened to his music. Oh, Real man. Shit. Yeah, he's, he's not like a super lyrical, miracle, great rapper, but like he just makes music you can vibe to. Like I played that shit around my uncle and he was like, oh, who is this? I'm about to check him out. So if you're looking for like bars, you're not going to get that from him. But if you look for something you could put in the, in the ride and just kind of vibe out to, and it's like got some cashy, a couple cashy bars and just kind of feel good music. Like that's that's Larry June, and his products are all pretty short, so they're only about like they're under thirty minutes. That's kind of the thing for me. I've said this for a while on the podcast. The first thing I'm checking when you put an album out is how long is it? Because it is over an hour. I'm like, hey, yo, I'm like, yeah. uh, let me get that forty five minutes and go, dog. Like I think Wale's project is like four, it's under an hour. It's like forty something minutes. So if you're if you're putting out a project over an hour for me. Probably not getting listened to in one take. I'm about to break that bad boy up. But shit, 34 or five minutes, that, that is my pocket for, for music. So Marcus yeah, knows yeah. what that's about. We wanted to see how long it is before they get to it. It's necessary. Just, I mean, jump, jump over that. just jump over that. I was just <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, definitely check out Larry June. So just uh so for my the best albums for me is going to be Call Me If You Get Lost, even though I have my gripes about it. That is going to be the best. The second best for me is going to be Ben Staples. And then I only have three. Florin 2 is the, the third one for me. It's the, the best albums out for me. So um, so I guess it's my turn uh, by default. Last. Um, I had to be following you. Yeah, do you have time to, to, to figure it out? 
No, all I had to replace was um, I, I just you had to replace no uh, Silk Sonic. That was all I had to replace. You um, guys didn't have Hotel on your list by Jasmine Sullivan? I mean, you know what? I did like that too, but I, I didn't have that on my list. But I, I liked that too. But it was a lot of people that didn't like that one. But I just want to mention it on the podcast. It was there. a really good album. Like, come on. So mine are I got Orange Print by Larry June. That was the uh, South Breeze hit me up, or it might have been Marcus. I, I'm going to give credit to South Breeze though. Hit me up, said, hey, you got to check out this Larry June person. Orange Print is a really solid. I'm trying to think of like when you asked what it kind of sounds like, and I can't really. It definitely sounds very West Coast, and it is like really chill. Like it's not super lyrical. It's something that if you got like a little 64 Impala, you know, you pop the tape in and just chill, listen to a good vibe. Uh, kind of similar, like, because I really like Schoolboy Q a lot too. Uh, so it just kind of puts me in the mind of like most West Coast guys, not like a YG, but most of your chill West Coast albums. So I prefer Orange Print. Um, after that, Vince Staples with Vince Staples. Uh, another one that South Breeze, uh, the Puppet Master, put me on. Um, Against this pain. So I will be the only person that is really Southern with that. That no, is. That's uh, that's yeah, I, I really like that. Like, I, I challenged that's myself this year to like listen to a lot of new artists and be open to the younger generation. And I mean, he, he's only like maybe five, six, seven, eight years younger than me, even though he looks a little older than me. But um, Against the Pain, that's the one with the Waukesha song. He had a lot of good tracks on that. I really did like that from him. Um, for Lauren, too, and Donda. Like Donda was my favorite project with my favorite song of the year with the best oh, verse of all time. Which was what? Which was uh Life of the Party. Andre 3000. Hmm. And to give a shout out to was it D the GA boy that said the big sleepover? Now if that one would have came out about a month or two earlier, that was a really good project by Big Boy. But with it coming out so late in the year, and I didn't get my hands on it until maybe like 10 days ago, maybe, you know, I just haven't had enough time to really listen to it. Uh, CLB and um, and the Tyler Creator, I thought about those, but honestly, CLB was just, it, it was a time, like, and then I never went back to that again. The Tyler Creator, Tyler the Creator, like, I'm just not really that big of a fan of his, but I respect his art. And I thought it was a really good project from him. I thought the last few projects he's put out has been really good. Off season was something else where I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. And I think it's because the standards that I have for J. Cole may just be a little bit too high because I'm always like when I when I hear J. Cole, I'm, I'm looking for Born Center. I'm looking for um, Forest Hill Drives 2014. And it's like, I didn't get that, but it was still a great project. But Donda, I've, I've run that into the ground. Like I was looking at my replay again and I've listened to that a hundred additional hours more than anything else. It's got like three songs on my top 10 songs of the year. Like I've been really on that. So that's definitely my, my, my favorite is Donda. Did a lot of listening during COVID, huh? Oh yes. Whole lot of listening. Um, and so you I know what the joke of the and I know you guys wouldn't know this, but within the group chat, I sent like a link to I mean, I sent a screenshot of some of my favorite albums that were played. And speaking of Paul Wall, Paul Wall, People Champ 
was the sixth most album that I played this year, which is kind of ridiculous. But I'm living in the past, yeah, you know. I fall a lot. Uh, I had the Rocky album in there, um, the, the Rocky theme songs from the movie, because I like to exercise a lot. So I'm pretty diverse, too. But, um, yeah, those are my top five. That Larry June, Orange Print, like, I'm a fan of for life. On him and the Vince Staples, so I actually met my goal with challenging myself to listen to new artists this year. So I actually didn't didn't do great with that. If you go back and listen to the end of the year podcast for last year, I, I try to make it a point to listen to more uh, women artists, which I, I have. But like I listen to, uh, she changed her name. It's not Young Baby Tate anymore, but Baby Tate. She puts out great music. If you haven't checked out her music, she puts out great music. I, I definitely like to see some of the bigger artists kind of link up with her, like maybe get a, you know, get the stimulus package from a, you know, Megan Thee Stallion or Cardi B. If she hasn't, I don't think she has, but she, she's definitely a great artist to listen to. Um, but uh, title needs to do better with their end of the year thing. Like I, they changed it this year, but it's kind of hard to understand. It It's really, really weird. So like for this month, my top streaming artist is Ghostface Killer, Rick Ross, Wale, Kanye West, and Anderson Pack. Which I know for the year it's not that. For November, it's Wale, and that album just came out. So it's like Wale, Kanye West, Anderson Pack, The Kinks, Tyler the Creator, and Jay Z is my top six. And then West Side Gun, Vince Staples, Prince. So it's I don't like the monthly thing. Why would you do it at the end of the year? Like I need to know what I listened to earlier in the year. Like it's it's all over the place. So. They but give you those, uh, you're talking about title? Yeah, the whole, their wrap-up thing is strange. They give you those month by month, your most listened. But what I found, too, is that, like, it it seemed to be just the one, I, I would like to know more what I listen to. I think you, I think Tribbles was talking before we started about, like, how it, she'll be listening to something on the random and, like, forget, like, she'll forget what it was. And there's no way to, like, get record of that because sometimes it'll keep track of stuff that you listen to one time. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and I would just like to be able to know better, like, exactly what I listened to over the past seven days. Like, because yeah. I might I might catch something on the random. I might go check out an artist that I forgot about. Maybe it's in my search tab, you know, but I, I just would like to be able to keep better log of that, especially at the end of the month. If you're going to put together a playlist of what I listen to, don't give me the the songs that i played the most in the last seven days give me give me what i really listened to over the course of the month because i i need some way to keep track if we're going to live in this uh this streaming era right yes elliot if you're listening please help help us please you you be on my twitter elliot come on yes please it yeah so but there's uh, that elliot wilson. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just call him Elliot. Yes, well, not here before. Yeah. Hey, hey, now nah, he following me, so shit. That's Elliot. Elliot. Yeah, we cool. Elliot. <laughs> but um, before before you skip me, let me let me get my five because I think my five are probably gonna be like the most diverse because I don't outside Let's of go. uh the Tech Messiah. Oh well, I got Don on there. So um, these are the albums that I listened to the most. Um, not saying that they were the best of this year, but just the ones that I ran in the ground. Um, so Donda, uh, off season Cole got a gangsta's pain on the money bag. Yeah, it was a really, 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 really good album, and the deluxe was really good. Um, now six tape two with Blast and Bino that's a really good project. They're from the west coast, so if you don't listen to them, you should listen to them, and then finally. 
fucking Nas with King Disease 2. Like, I don't know if I went into that album with like low expectations, but like our first listen, I was like blown away. Like I was texting people paragraphs about the album and I probably listened to that Nas album like at least once or twice a week at this point still. So yeah, that's my vibe. That was definitely like on first listen, contrary to what I just said about first listens not being great. That King's Disease too. As soon as I put that on, it just sounds good. Like Hit Boy really does a good yes. job. Even this Magic album, like you put it on, it just sounds better than like ninety eight percent of everything that came out. Um, they've really found a pocket. I would love to be able to again. I can't guarantee that I'll be going back to albums like I used to, where I'm just playing them all the time. But uh, I would love to go back and like really dive into these Nas albums because I'm sure he's just uh saying a lot of amazing stuff but you got to keep my attention yeah that 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 makes sense so i guess just to kind of wrap that up as far as like we listened to in 2021 uh we'll start with marcus like what are you who are you looking forward to dropping in 2022 uh i think the obvious one is kendrick i think that'd be the obvious choice but i think everybody's gonna say that so i'm going to go with j-rock uh his last album that he put out was probably uh, my favorite album from that year. I just feel like a lot of the uh, TE rappers not named uh, Kendrick aren't really getting as much push or I, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they just, you know, they sit around and take their time to put out music. But I felt like uh, J-Rock should have really been kind of he should have put something out to kind of ride the momentum of re redemption and what that album was and how great it was. And I think he should have followed it up with something either this year, but hopefully next year he does something. So I'm going to go with J-Rock. TDE is like the most frustrating label. So frustrating. I hate them. I hate everybody. And I hate being like a consumer and a fan because I say that and yet they could have some master plan that they're concocting and then we're all going to witness the results. But I really don't feel like they do. They've put out music from their, I guess, the artists that they felt like they could bring on and still just have Kendrick to be the, the you know, moneymaker. And now that he's on his way out, they're like, oh, shit. Now now we have to, you know, formulate plans uh, to market these other artists because there's been music dropping from these other kids over the past few weeks and nobody knows about it. But, uh, but you know, we got SZA, we got all these other guys that we're waiting on too. But, yeah, I don't know what – I don't know – what stalls it up. I feel like there's too much. I don't know. It's just a different time. And they come from such a, they've learned from such a classic era of like, you wait until you get it perfect and right. And I don't know. It's just not like, it's like you're in, you're, we're, we're sitting here talking about it. Like we're anticipating it, but ultimately I, I couldn't be any less interested in what they've got going on because I don't know what they've got going on. Sizzle not dropping an album this year should, is a fireball offense. They should, someone, whoever's at TDE, whoever's running TDE should be fired. She had three hit records this year and still no album, no album in sight, no release date, nothing. Like, why is she on that label if they're not going to put an album out? What are they waiting for? Did but they not like Hit Different? Was Hit Different not good enough for you, Top Dog? Like, what are you doing? I mean, I feel like there were a lot of people who pushed their shit back just until touring was more uh, available, although the festival circuit certainly didn't slow down, and she was on all of those shows. Uh, but, you know, what's frustrating is, like, even from their perspective, right? So they're going to spend 3,000 hours in a studio trying to make an album that's going to live up to or, or just hit, like, uh, control, 
and then some unreleased uh, song that was supposed to just go into the trash bin becomes huge on TikTok. And now they've got to push it. And then it goes on and sells a bajillion and streams a bajillion times. And now they're like, wow, okay, well, we'll just let this ride for the rest of the year until next spring. And then maybe we'll put the album out. I mean, again, I, I, I have no idea what's going on, but it, it just, that's how I see it. It's like they put something out, they're like, will this work? And then that'll buy them some more time. To me, it's no longer the age of like, well, have it go out for a month and then capitalize on that with another album. They're just going to let the song go until it hits Diamond and then they'll put out another one. And then they'll let that one hit Diamond. And like Cardi, Cardi, I put an album out since the last one. And yet she just got all these accolades for going Diamond off the first album. So I think from a label perspective, that's more what they're focused on now is like, how many records can we hit? How many, how many records can we break, I should say, before we even put out the second album? You know, it's 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 the accolades. It's not about the, uh, you know, keeping keeping music because obviously people are still listening to it. You know, people are still listening to the first one if they're if they're still continuing to stream like that. It's kind of nuts. I hate this. So, Pratt, who are you looking forward to in twenty twenty two? Well, I feel like the obvious answer is Kendrick, so I'm not for <laughs> <gonna say> that. <laughs> Then the answer is Kendrick. Then the answer is Kendrick. Got us, I mean, the obvious answer, yeah. Obviously, I think we're all looking for Kendrick. But uh, you know, if you watch the Nardwar interview with Cole uh, that just came out, you know he's in the studio um, again. I was expecting him to come back at the end of the year with um, with something like I don't know, like the off season was so great, it was so surgical and perfectly put together and all that. But I, I did feel like maybe it was just sort of a prelude to something. So maybe it is and. Um, Timing just is is gonna you know make it so that we get another one first quarter of next year or going into the second quarter. But uh, who am I looking for? I think Jay Z has to put an album out in the twenty two two year, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's Mister Twenty Two Twos, and I think Nas is like baiting him at this point, right? I mean, Nas just put out three albums and he hasn't put any anything out. The last thing we heard from him, aside from the, the feature verses that he's done this year. He he did the uh, that record with with Pharrell that everyone just completely forgot about. The newers, fucking terrible. I think they deleted trash, it. All. Trash, yeah. trash, fucking song. Yeah, they just went ahead and I think it's deleted from his Wikipedia. Even like they just wanted, they just completely erased it from his uh, his whole. He just forgot it. That's the only lyrics that he ever forgot. But um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I think it'll be a fun year if Beyonce does something. She she. They made a little bit of news or noise about her joining TikTok, and we have yet to see where that what that is about. Um, you know, you have to pay her an equity, I guess. So she's not on there for nothing. Uh, so that'll be cool. I don't know, man. I mean, whatever. It's such a, it's such everything's up for so much grabs now. We could sit here and talk about who was most. I, oh, you know who I'm gonna be most looking forward to? Andre three thousand. Waiting on that album. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> Keep waiting. Listen to them flutes. <laughs> I need him to unleash the flutes on me. Yes, the uh, non-existent flutes that Guru was supposed to unleash. Um, so for me, ah man, ah, fuck man. Quest made uh, Quest changed my answer. He changed my answer. I was gonna originally say, I guess it's still kind of hip hop ish, but I really need another Anderson Pack project. But if we're sticking strictly hip hop, Stove God. I need Stove God to drop 
a full LP. And I want him to have it produced, well produced by probably one person. Like find whatever pocket works. I know he works with uh, I think Harry Fraud, which that's that sound is cool, but I need it to be tweaked and polished a little bit more. Like I know him and West Side Gun do a lot of things together. I would love for them to do a joint project, but yes, either Anderson Pack or Stove God. If you have not listened to Stove God Cooks, go listen to Reasonable Trout or listen to uh, Fly Guys and Awesome God too with all the songs he does with West Side Gun. So yes, that is that is my choice. Okay, well, last again as usual. Um, I guess if you're not. So I do, do I'm I not, not first, so we're all, we're all last. But uh, do, I, do I not exist on the pod today? Wow! Because I'm last again. You know what? I can't see your, your pictures. So I don't know what's going you know what, on. Tri- 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 go, you go. You know that's look, look. I mean, the, the disrespect. Yes. The disrespect. Um, so because everyone has said obvious answers, and wow. I, I am clearly supposed clear, clearly clearly I'm supposed to be here for representation. So, I say um, oh. I am going to put forth. I'm looking for the females to come hard, like with albums, like hey, really sat down, put produce albums. I'm looking at Lotto. I am looking at um, Armani Caesar. I'm looking yes. at. Um, I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want a City Girls album. I don't think we can keep that. I, if Meg is not gonna let Party write her some hooks, keep it. Um, Cardi B, Cardi B, come on, man. I'm, I'm, nope. I'm still waiting for the one you didn't say. The one yeah, that I'm looking for. Can I jump in here real quick? I know. Yes. I'm talking about it. Can I jump in real quick? Sure. sure. It's enough with the women, right? Haven't we given them? <laughs> didn't they have their? Oh my god! Here we go. Here we go. It's it's enough with the. It's a lane. It's a lane. Just it's a lane. Twenty that has to Okay, so now they're in the game and they're in the mix. And Koyla, I mean, does everybody have to? It's enough. Let's get back. That's probably why it's so fucked up now. It's because it's just the women running around aimlessly. Oh, here we go. But we have niggas like these songs and they flip it into selling McDonald's. I mean, what? Like, let's. Come on, man! I need a. Cl- I need nobody's gonna make the blueprint if they're out there trying to make the Big Mac. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Let me get my sweetie meal. So I mean, so you. So what is your thoughts? I guess on the. I don't want to call them mumble rappers. I think that's a, a that pocket is gone. But these new niggas, like, what what are your thoughts on them? Because I'm oh, like every I'm it's, it's lane, lanes no, exist in hip hop for a reason. So everybody has their own lane. You're asking me what I feel about the new rappers. Yeah, because you, I mean, you clearly slandered women, so you got to feel some shit about the niggas, too. So let's do it. Yeah, that's not how I would refer to them, but you're asking, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't listen to anybody. I don't have any idea. I got no idea what's going on. The last time I listened to somebody new, I'm trying to be the newest person. Again, if I'm listening to somebody new, it's like, like I said, like Nappy Nina. Uh, again, you know, she chose that name. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, people like that, like I'm really, guys, I'm so lost. I have not, I don't know who anybody is and the newest exposure, the, the ex- most exposure I got to anybody new was through that Donda album. So I would never have heard of Fabio foreign rap. I would never have heard, uh, half of the people that were on there. So that was cool. I'm tired of hearing a little baby verse on everything. I, I kind of appreciate him sometimes like on the Cole album, he kind of got me a little bit. But like anything else, I, I'm I'm good on that. I don't need it, and and that could be just where I'm at currently. Maybe that'll change. Maybe I think we just need somebody new. I like Isaiah Rashad, but I didn't love his new album. I might just need to go back. But like right. new people, new rappers, anybody new, anybody under, I probably just like <laughs> it's all 
it's all like, uh, yeah, I don't have anything for it. So it's probably not just a comment and a criticism on the women. I was just being, uh, I was just trying to get it lit up here. I don't know, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stand my ground for my women. That's fine. You're supposed to. That's why you're here. So let me talk about white rappers for a second. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's slander Actually, logic. No, slander no, logic and no, 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 it's no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> But you brought that up. I talked about this a couple episodes ago. I ran through logic's entire discography. Oh my it's god. Not- and it's you're still here? Trash. You're still here? Trash. And, we sl- a and we had a whole 15-minute slander on, on women rap, and we were supporting Logic? I'm not so yeah. I just needed to have a, a frame of reference. So when people were like, oh, Logic is trash, I'm like, he... He he's is. a talented. He's a talented fellow. What I only thing I don't like is that he pays way too much homage to, to, to Kanye West. Like he's trying to be like some sort of positive Kanye West clone, and it, it a doesn't. biracial. Biracial. Yeah, it's it's really yeah the whole biracial thing. Like I think that's overblown. Like I think I counted. He's he's used the N word, I believe, on six songs. That's it. Out of like I think all of his albums, yes. Damn, over, you got a nigga tracker now? Like come on, <laughs> man. Like everybody was like, got a no, nigga I, I was just counting because that stuff is a little overblown. <laughs> there's great, wow. there's great production. There's a lot of positivity. There's some good songs. Oh, it's just really, he's really corny. That's oh, stop, kinda, stop trying to make people click on this. Like, did you read his book? Stop. He put out a he's book this book. year. Oh, I didn't know that. It's his second I'm book. Correct, niggas don't read. I'm at the sh- look. I read the Gucci. That, that's that's as much as I need to do. But he he puts out some decent music. But uh, kind of pivoting off that. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not get off that. No, he had he had what's something favorite, on. What's your favorite Logic song? I have a list. I have a list. What? Oh, I still not drop my anticipated artist yet. And, and maybe somebody can fill in the gaps for me. But just to ask, so on that list, are the are there a certain amount of stars per N word he uses uh, in each song? Or- <laughs> Uh, and what reference is he using it? And what reference is he using? <laughs> <laughs> because it. because like, some of this may be okay and some of this may not. Like so he is only he, half black. So half of this. Yeah, but J. Cole's half black too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just because he has a his hair like a locks fool, up, his hair locks up, so he giving a little bit He can't help that he looks like a fully formed white man. Like that's don't let logic grow that hair out. Look, if sexy, logic if logic grows his hair and he locks him up. Nigga it up, nigga bombs for logic. Boom. Too too sexy is a song that logic would make, but if he made it, he'd be called corny. For Drake, it's a hit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of music that logic makes. Like he would make it. Drake is mixed also. Um, so my most anticipated artist drop of 2023 is actually gonna be the last album that I purchased as a CD. Um, anytime this artist drops, I'm always like anticipating it. Uh, in August, he came out and said that he was hinting at a new release. It's another TDE artist, uh, Schoolboy Q. Like anything he drops, I'm all over it. Like I grew, spent a lot of time on the West Coast, uh, growing up in Oxnard, California. Shout out to Ventura County. So uh, yeah, whenever them boys drop, I'm always ready for it. So Schoolboy Q. Is one that I'm ready for. I've actually not listened to Logic at all. We want to talk about white rappers. We need to talk about why do black people disrespect Eminem the way they do? Oh my! And this dude, no, I'm being dead serious. Eminem is a hell of a rhyme. That's eight hours worth of potting right there. Because I'm, I'm he, gonna be with the with the coons. He's. I mean, it may not. He may not be the greatest song maker, but bruh, he the dude can spit. Like you can't sit here 
and not say M can't spit. Like, come on, guys. Well, listen, I know that you're probably just saying that on my behalf, but no, I'm not. It's yeah, true. Okay. It's because of that It's like saying you have black friends. I get it. I get it. Okay. Uh, but here's what I will say. Talking about 2022, right? I think uh, we are definitely going to have a new appreciation for Eminem, Snoop, Dre. Anyone who's performing in this Super Bowl halftime show, oh, yeah. I think we're about yeah. to see something really cool. And I think that Eminem is going to walk out of there with a different uh, Twitter narrative, right? And again, I think that Eminem's current online narrative is much like J. Cole's, you know, Music Puts Me to Sleep or Double Platinum with No Features, that whole, you know, the running kind of commentary that's just cool. It's just a cool pylon, right? That's what Twitter is, mm -hmm. online chat. It's just like, it's cool to pile on that narrative. I'm, I've, I'm guilty of it. I've done it too um you know dinner with jay-z right like there's a million little like things that just run on and on but i think that that eminem thing is just a cool uh you know twitter topic i don't think that if you if you really played again we're talking about 20 eminem records we're not talking about the 20 whack eminem records we're talking about the 20 best eminem records they're miles beyond you know they give anyone a run for their money um you know whether he's yelling and screaming or not and he has improved significantly um just in terms of how accessible some of his newer stuff is and uh yeah he's he's one of one with the with the pen for sure uh can't be denied and in other words i want to say that because you actually mentioned something that i wanted to bring up on the podcast uh dinner with uh the one of the self-proclaimed goats and uh he's dropped a couple albums called goat talk uh twenty thousand dollars or dinner with boosie uh, so yeah. he actually did have dinner with someone instead of them taking the $20,000. That's a lot less than $500,000 or a million, whatever it was with Jay-Z. But I don't think I would want to eat church's chicken with Boosie. Thank you. Well, and, and, and by the way, the price went up for Jay, for, for what the value is of a Jay-Z dinner, because it was 50 K and then I guess inflation and the gas prices went up. So now it's 500 K or dinner with Jay-Z. So that's another sign of the times that we're in. I want to get into one of these comments over here. Uh, will Drake finally put out his singing album in 2022? My friend, uh, I don't know you personally, so don't take it personally. He's singing on all of his albums. A lot. <laughs> Crying, yeah. Uh, the second side of Scorpion, check that for the singing album. That was the intention there. Uh, so, so good news is that he's already put one out. Yeah, uh, put a rapping album out is the question. Hey, thank you. Yikes. Okay, maybe that's what he meant. Maybe he, maybe he uh, has been drinking. So I, I will definitely uh, get you that logic list once I get it. I have them saved at the. Oh, you you, you tweaking it? You refining it a little bit? Let I me have, tell you. I have, to, I have to curate content, sir. That's what we do over here. You know, got to be a tastemaker. Be a, you might as well send that to B dot and have him put it up. That'd be a real, <laughs> a real fire starter. Yeah. Get, get that, that, January, <laughs> that January 6th playlist ready. For Yo. Hey, hey. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. Or like the Juneteenth playlist, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Logic got Juneteenth music. He says niggas at least six times. I need the Ox DJ insurrection mix. It might do numbers. It actually might do numbers. Like my my like salacious. Twitter topic playlist uh, dude numbers. Freebird. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. All the all the rock and roll uh, 
guitar solo songs. But uh, the one artist you didn't mention, Tribbles, that I am looking forward to uh, that put out great music is Flo Millie. Like, I, I would oh, love yeah. to hear another project from her. She, she be, I tweet this out. You can pull my tweets up. I said she raps better than one or all three of the Migos. Like, hands, hands down. Hands down. I'm standing behind that, doubling down. Cool's bombs. No. Nobody pushing back on that. I like that. All right. So <laughs> as we as we wrap up, I, I would like to, to bring uh, Mr. Pratt, the homie, the legend, uh, to the front of the congregation. And, and let's talk about a tweet that was uh, semi-controversial in certain circles on Twitter that I interact with. I will read this tweet verbatim so I'm not misquote, misquoting my brother in, in arms on Twitter. He tweeted out on uh, December 20th, 2021, 3.12 p.m., uh, Pacific Standard Time for me. What is Andre 3000's whack is first, right? So on Twitter, you can kind of look at kind of the engagement, right? And there's this thing that the kids call getting ratioed. Um, he had run retweet, which, you know, in, in layman's terms shows the people out there supporting you, the retweeting you like, yeah, I, I like what you're saying. But then when you have the, the quote retweet disparage uh, in, in numbers, which was 17, that starts to show that people might not have liked what you had to say. So I'm going to go through the quote retweets and, and read a couple of them for the people and let him, uh, let him, uh, you know, explain himself. Uh, <laughs> the first one says, what's Cotton Eye Joe's whack is verse? Man, <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, what? I don't know what, these people are bad. The second one is, does he have one? I don't think so. Actually, one person was in reality said that's a good ass question. Um, somebody just put a, an emoji. Somebody said, I don't think I understand the question. Somebody said, His what? <laughs> <laughs> somebody tweeted out, doesn't exist. Uh, the Hobie of Falcons Twitter, D at that D that's all said, His worst verse is still better than your favorite. The what the capes was coming on. <laughs> somebody said, I'm calling the police. Uh, somebody said, Bro, what? <laughs> Which I don't get that often enough. So it's nice to get a, a threat to call the police on me. That was hashtag, hashtag equality. There we go. So yeah, so I I I got what you were doing with that tweet, but uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, I, I'm unfortunately supporting the Atlanta Falcons. Um, people from Atlanta are very sensitive when it comes to sports and music, um, and they cannot be objective at all. So well, and then that that Gabe boy or what, who's this? What's his name? That anyway. gay boy. Um, yeah, that's so, how he said that gay boy. I don't know what the fuck. We are, that's what he oh, said. That, that guy boy. What's it supposed to be? It's, it's supposed to be that that ga boy. Oh, okay. Um, bars. Drop well, bombs, so, bombs, boom. So, you know, I, and I'd love to open up the you know just why is it uh, a top record for you i was actually talking to somebody who um who is really you know kind of my pulse as to like a real opinion because you can go on twitter and again all those responses are very indicative of like what twitter is where it's just like nobody's giving you uh a, a real reply they're just like huh uh doesn't exist i'm calling the police hmm uh, what's cotton eye joe's weakest you know like <laughs> so i should have said weakest first right and maybe that would have uh elicited more uh you know intelligent responses probably not because of where i was you know absolutely the question but everyone anytime andre dropped like the life of the party record is one of the highlights of the year because why 
because of Andre 3000 being on it. And it really doesn't even matter what he's talking about. He could be talking about his mother. He could be talking about taking the trash out. It wouldn't matter. It's just, it's put it, and again, so we came answer. to the same conclusion. And I want to say this. People on Twitter, just because you retweet something and then quote the verse, that's not going to make the verse better. Uh, <laughs> Greenlight was a whack verse. That was the one that was whack. Uh, giggling like a piglet and all this I was other just about to say that, dog. Like. It was terrible. Like, no, and it's not just because I don't necessarily care for John Legend like that. Overall, it just it just wasn't a quality verse. Like when, and I went through a lot of Outcast stuff this week in preparation for you being on this on this podcast. I went through a lot of his other verses. I didn't think Walk It Out was terrible, but I remember it's a ton of hype on it, and it was good. I like the Throw Some D's remix that he did. Greenlight, I, I just I did not like that at all. I, I didn't me, like that first. Let me jump in real quick for you, Mister Dungeon Family Exec. All right, because you're if you if you aren't if you aren't familiar, let me put you on real quick. There was this kid that I found this year. He's an affiliate of Loot, right? The guy who signed to Dreamville who's from Charlotte. It's this guy named Elevator J. Oh, I know him. I just shared a, uh, a song of his on Twitter, but he's got this song that he put out this year called "What Up, Babe." You're gonna know exactly what 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 that's it for when you hear it. But then he's got this song that he put out last year called "Stretch Marks." Uh, and that shit, I heard that shit. I heard both of those. What up, babe's fun, but stretch marks is one of those like, like rotating my tires by crit or something. But it's so it's in the dungeon family pocket. It sounds like old school outcast shit. Like it, I can't wait to see what he does next year because uh, he's definitely someone who should be getting groomed for you know being one of those guys. He's he's a super talent. I'm I'm super looking forward to him next year. Uh just to answer that question a little bit more seriously. But yeah, make a note of that because that dude that dude's it. I'm gonna pull that up now. I see the what up babe. Okay, I see the single EP for stretch marks. Pray for me. Okay. I'm I'm gonna make sure I check that out tomorrow. But I mean tonight after the podcast. I mean honestly like with with Andre 3000, I understand the rarity of it. Like you said, it, it makes it must-see TV. Um, even when I I had said something last week about Life of the Party, because I was kind of saying that to me, Andre's rapping at such a high level, and I tried to listen to both versions, and I, I like the dissing of the Drake version a little bit better than the edited one, because it's just like, come on, dude, like, your mom died too. You should have been rapping at this level. So I get it. But um, yeah, people, and I just understand that's like, even when you talk about future, um, you're going to have people in that Atlanta and that South pocket that don't believe future has anything whack. They don't believe Andre 3000 never did anything whack. And it's like, come on guys, be realistic. Even when we talk about Jay-Z earlier, he's done whack things. We've done whack things as people. We've done whack podcasts. I've been disengaged on podcasts. Like, you're not going to always be perfect. Like, it's understandable. So, and I'm pretty sure even looking at it and not trying not to be partial, I could probably find other stuff from Andre where it's like, because I know me and South Breeze had this conversation and, and we've had this on the podcast. I felt like Big Boy outwrapped Andre 3000 till about around Equimini, maybe Stank on you. But ATLians, uh, Southern Player, Southern Player Catalyst, whatever that, what, the, the first album. Southern Playlist Catalyst, yes. 
I felt like Big Boy was a superior rapper. I just feel like at some point Andre took more risk. And he's a great rapper. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say anything otherwise. But there's not a rapper out here on this planet that does not have a wax song. Even Tupac, who's the holy grail to some people, he has a ton of wax songs. Like It just is what it is. That's that's another great example of like the Twitter narrative versus the numbers. You're talking about like Shmurda, uh Takashi is 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 big boy, right? Like big boy is somebody who the Twitter cape comes on for people and they're like, oh, but you can't, you know, big boy's still like he was actually probably the better rapper, right? And then you know, big boy's album comes out, and me, you, and the other three people in this podcast, and the two people listening now know that Big Boy put an album out this year, right? Like, but that's it. Nobody knows that Big Boy put an album out 10 days ago, right? It just didn't even register. Nobody's running up that music. Nobody's saying that any of those songs or verses are the best verses of the year. And I think about just to switch, do you have anything interesting about that life of the party record being so, uh, you know, beloved by so many people online is the subject matter, right? Like, this is not a bar heavy, like, you know, rapidy rap record. This is like somebody's journal entry about losing their mother. I mean, it's like a really emotional kind of, you know, it's it's touching, but like it hit people and they're throwing it up there within it. Again, I think it's because I don't think anybody listened to the song. I think they just heard, they just read the hundred thousands on a song and they're like, oh, this is the, yo, this one. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting that that record <clears throat> off like that because. Uh, it's not it, it probably doesn't hit any doesn't check any boxes except for must feature Andre 3000. Interesting. Uh, just real quick, uh, Andre 3000 needs to be brought up for war crimes for trying for rhyming the word woman and comet together. That 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 doesn't make any sense. What song was what song was that? Greenlight. Green he oh. said, No, I'm a comet. If you just read it, like if somebody were learning English and they were to read this, like this makes sense. Like, no, I'm not a comment. I just want you woman. Like that's he was doing a lot right there. So he needs to be brought up for, for Christ for that. But anywho, yeah, I thought that was a good tweet. Like again, Twitter is like a a section off the nostalgia, bad takes, groupthink, uh, slam dunking people, and throwing on capes. So it is what it is. Definitely. I Definitely gotta, try to jump out of that if you're in that mindset. I got like. to ask the room, because uh, everybody in here, all right, when you're scrolling Twitter, on average, right, because I just got to figure out if it's like maybe I'm just following some people that I should be following. How, on average, how much free porn are you seeing? <laughs> uh, I'm watching this girl toss this shit right now, and her shit is, you got shit in her. Yeah, like, there's a whole show going on here. And I'm just like, oh, like, but but the amount of time I'm scrolling Twitter, and I'm reading tweets, I'm watching people's videos. Girls, I follow one chick on OnlyFans, and then they all like share their own stuff. So I'm seeing all this. It's just shit all over Twitter. It's incredible. I don't know if we all have the same thing. Maybe I'm putting myself out there a little too much. Oh, right. I mean, so, if you if you could just re retweet that real quick though, retweet that. Please, please, please. So, Marcus, seeing that Marcus, I have a, a, a Christian value, I gotta. So I, I'm the one that, you know, I'm sanctified. I have a Christian value-based account per my uh, Twitter bio. Um, so it's actually not as bad as it used to be. Like I was actually going to tweet that out. Like, yo, I haven't seen too much OnlyFans. But, like, I, I literally block everybody who retweets porn on my timeline. I was like, bro, come on now. You can't be that horny. Like, 
all like bro it's 6 a.m i mean i'm not gonna block it but i'm just saying like, <laughs> i have a question though what do you what do you do for people who because you know twitter snitches on your like so what if a person like likes a tweet and sometimes you see somebody's likes on your timeline so what do you do then fam as long as i reach so i'm gonna I'm call out someone i had to mute fucking um steve fucking steve steve is a nasty dude steve, if you're in atlanta twitter you know steve the barber that dude is nasty dog i had to block him he'd be wilding like some of his tweets are just, it, it's one of those things where he wants to get attention that he will literally tweet out the nastiest things. Like I'm pretty sure if you go to any Chloe Bailey tweet and look under him, you're going to see probably some nasty tweets from Steve. Like if you wild on like that, you got to go. But like, like the girl, the girl's tossing it in this video and the capture, the little thing, the, she wrote, where are you looking first? It's like, oh, like what? Yeah, I, I my, my timeline's pretty clean. If you're and I'm over here arguing about Andre 3000's white horse. I need to get into her DMs and figure out what I can look for. Like, what am I doing? Uh, so, and I mean, because, you know, there's a couple people on mine. The the bald one, I won't mention his name because then he'll try to hop on the podcast like he always does. And the other one who said that he would love to be reincarnated as Shaka Khan's vibrator. You know that that almost got that brother muted earlier today because that I was eating cereal and I almost threw up my cereal because that was disgusting. I don't want to think of a sixty-year-old woman and being reincarnated as her toy. But we move into that seventh topic that we had a private group chat about. This is for Marcus, right? Is that what we're we're shifting in? That was a great transition. So, Marcus, we brought you here. Uh, I have a real serious comment. They brought me in. They said we need a we need a, an outsider to weigh in on this, and I agree. I, I it is a lot, brother. It's Sunday morning at talking about wanting to be inside of somebody's wormhole, and I'm just like, brother. So, um, so what is it about Shaka? Is it is it a real is it a Twitter narrative as as per the topic? Is it like when you're when you're laid up, are you thinking, God, Shaka, tell me something good? Like, I mean, what are you? Well, uh, I, well, first of all, I feel like uh, Adolphus is kind of age shaming Shaka Khan. Like, what is wrong with the, a woman in her sixties using a vibrator? Like, older women can't feel pleasure too nowadays. Like, come on, we're going into twenty twenty. First of all, I have a story about that, but I'm not going to share it on the podcast because I will definitely be burying somebody if I expose this. So I'm going to leave it alone. But I mean, I didn't even see because you you switch your name quite often and it's usually long, so I can't really see who it is. But as soon as I saw Shaka, I just knew who it was. I was like, he had oh, he had one the other day. He said he wanted to come back as Shaka Shaka Khan's rapid home test. <laughs> and and him and Lowski are just the two prime minister perverts on my timeline. Hey, Lowski. somebody tagged him in a in a tweet where it was a, a man with a ball head having sex with a crackhead in the middle of the street. And somebody tagged y'all friend that Lowski dude that does his podcast. Like Lowski is a menace to society. Like I just don't get it. You know, as a ball, as a fellow ball brother. You know, we're we're a community, a ball headed community. And <laughs> Bro, I'm I'm just continuing mm. to scroll continue to scroll and this chick's got both hands in her in her butt. It's like what what type of pride am I lacking? I'm not putting myself out there enough. 
I, I gotta, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry if I'm, if I've taken us to an explicit place that we normally don't go, but I just had to ask because again, I know I live in my world and I have my algorithm. I see a lot of fights, I see a lot of cat videos, and then 98% of it is chicks. Uh, which, I mean, listen, who am I? I? I'm not complaining, I don't guess, but it's a lot. It's just a lot of, of fingers. So our, our Christian listenership, uh, you know, we just make sure they logged out. out. They logged out. They got that Bible out. They went ahead and said, we're going to turn yeah, um, in two hours. I'll so, have some holy water on my timeline to retweet. Um, well, so. no, because if you do that, that's just going to make things a little bit more wet. So please hold the holy oh, water. Wow. So, oh. so, Shout-outs. So, right? We appreciate you coming through. Uh, let's let's get your shout-outs. What's, 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 what's good? Um, shoot. Shout-out to just everybody. Shout-out to y'all for bringing me on the podcast. Shout-out to Pratt. I think, like, my first or second pod was with Pratt. Like, first music pod was with Pratt. So, good to see him still talking music, still listening to music. And, yeah, y'all follow the Ox DJ. Follow Tribbles on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Marcus. Uh, yeah, shout out to Pratt Tribbles for coming through. Uh, just a uh, shout out to uh, the homie Eric Robinson. If you know him, he's going through some family stuff. So if you can just uh, keep him and his, and his family in your prayers and all that good stuff. So I just, uh, we're thinking about him and all that stuff. So kind of a downer, my bad. Uh, Mr. Adolphus, who you Yeah, shout out to my friend. <laughs> Omarion. Uh, <laughs> as he gathers himself, this is a good time to make sure that you order your free testing kit, your <laughs> testing kit. Um, a quick Google no search. Get the vaccine. Uh, get boosted if you can. If you cannot, you're against. Sorry, it, I was eating nuts. That, that was not the vaccine. I was eating some trail mix nuts. You choked on some nuts on. <laughs> yes, yeah, the trail mix, uh, the peanut oh, butter flavored nuts. Uh, that's one of my weaknesses. So, um, yeah, definitely on the serious tip. Uh, shout out to Eric Robinson. Uh, shout out to my homeboy Raymond Roberts um, of Trillion T. Uh, basically called me today and told me that uh, his mother had went into cardiac arrest and uh, she's being revived at a hospital. So, uh, definitely keep him in your prayers as you can. Shout out to Loski. I know I make fun of you all the time. Uh, thanks for sending me that twerk video on TikTok that really made my day, my brother. Um, don't want to. Oh, no, that wasn't him. Um, that was something else. But, yeah, just shout out to everybody for always holding it down like y'all do. Shout out to Marcus Sniffles uh, for making a wonderful video on TikTok, uh, highlighting the podcast. I really appreciate you. Make sure that you uh, follow him on that. Uh, shout out to y'all that uh, have come through. Um, we wish we had some liquor to share, but shout outs to y'all and y'all's projects. I'd love to see your blog, man. We, we're trying to do big things. Shout out to South Breeze for uh, putting me on D&D and not answering my uh, telephone calls on Christmas morning because he's, he's, he's a weirdo. Uh, but shout out to you, man. I was probably still asleep, but anywho, uh, Pratt, what, what shout outs you got, my, my brother? Well, first of all, shout outs to y'all for, for always uh, holding me down on Twitter. Whenever I see that meme about, you know, the, the one person you've never met uh, holds you down the most, I always think of, of you guys because you guys do, uh, you know, show me some attention and love on there. And, and I know that you guys appreciate what I do. So I'll probably just continue to do that for folks like yourself. Uh, so shout out to y'all for that, for inviting me on here to talk. Uh, if you're going to do that for anyone listening who thinks they want to have me on their podcast, I'm going to talk just this much, if not more. I'm very 
you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be encouraged to talk, so I'm gonna talk. So, um, but on a real serious note, right? Pay attention, pay attention, because I do have something to promote. Over the past few years, I've had the uh, the privilege and opportunity to work with a gentleman by the name of Paul Cantor on a book that will be out January 18th. It's called Most Dope. The Extraordinary Life of Mac Miller. It is the first official uh, Mac Miller biography. Um, so that'll be out. So pre-order that wherever you get books from. I know that uh, Tribble said that there's a certain demographic of people that don't read. I'm not going to subscribe to that. Uh, oh, but they're going to read this. They're going to read this for it. We can go ahead. We're going to promote it. We're going to promote it. And get that. Yeah. Put the link in the in the you know bio or whatever it is. Oh, a study guide. Well, hopefully there's a lot of pictures. I got you. But uh, but anyways, yeah, so we're so that's coming out in January 18th. So we're looking forward to that and um, appreciate y'all once again. Definitely, you're moving the culture forward. So I just want to say that you officially made like top five lists of when the race war pop off. I'm gonna save you. <laughs> Thanks you. down to me. I think I'm gonna save you, Brad. Okay. We'll keep you on the nigga tracker. Yeah, okay. Uh, you make it a logic card, you make it a logic card. Definitely, definitely shout out the triples and Prafrica, but through I definitely enjoy talking music with you guys. We got to make sure we we, we do this more often. Twenty twenty two. Let's try to you know collectively glow up. You know, are we gonna do song of, song of the week or before no, we run out? We're not gonna do song of the week. We need to work on our format. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, definitely do this more often. in twenty twenty two. Uh, definitely twenty twenty two. Our one of our goals to get the YouTube page a little bit more organized. If you do subscribe, there's pretty much like no content on there. But the goal is to change that, so I'm gonna work on that a little bit more. So definitely continue to support. We appreciate everybody out there who checks us out on uh, YouTube, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, uh, wherever you get your your podcasts. And as always, thanks for the support. This is KTSCF. Uh, we have triples. Honest, you get some shout outs. Are we? Am I tripping? I did let you get you shout act, out. You, act, you, you let me shout out. You you yeah. didn't forget me like Tech Messiah, who I'm, I'm I must be on the other side of Tech. Like we could be friends, but no. Yeah, we could. I clearly said, you know, AWS, and you never responded to me. And I said, hey, if I know where you go, DJ, Charlotte, no response. That one is a lie. That one is a lie. No, I definitely invited you to DJ. Me to DJ. I'll be posting. And I live in Huntersville now. So, hello. Talk that post episode. We appreciate you. Oh, my fault. And we out. Peace.